Namaste, science and spirituality, this is the subject. One of the things that characterizes man is that he has an incorrigible instinct for freedom. And this instinct of freedom on one side to the conservatives appears perilous because to cross the safe limits. On the other side, it has led him to explore outer worlds and inner worlds, both alike. Unlike the animal which is satisfied with his modicum of necessities, uh, who is fine within his den, within his safe feeding ground, man expands. He expands his feeding ground, he expands his thinking ground, he expands his uh, comfort zones, he expands uh, every possible way, this need to go beyond, to break the limits. And this breaking of the limits has taken many forms, but particularly, ultimately, it is the limit of consciousness that he has to break. But before we understand that, it has taken few characteristic forms. One of them is the way of science and the other is the way of spiritual seeking. So, uh, the common meeting ground in both is science as well as spiritual seeking are a quest for truth. In fact, I may add a relentless quest for truth. But both degrade or stop short of the sort of going beyond and beyond is when they are satisfied with their little discoveries, little explorations, little conclusions. And that's where we see that both which started as seeking the same reality, they end up as if they are conflicting each other, in conflict with each other. So let's see why it happens. So <clears throat> there are three things which everyone wants to know. One is, uh, who am I? What am I? And of course, we are given certain identities, like identity cards sticking like a label to us. I am Indian, I am American, I am Odia, I am Punjabi. <laughs> In India, we have multi-identities. I am Chinese, etc., etc. Or even more limited, I am son or daughter of so-and-so. And we can, I am a Tamil by language also we can have, I am a Punjabi. So we have many kinds of labels, even religion, I am a Muslim, I am a Hindu. So there are several labels which we identify ourselves with. But we still want to know who am I. So as long as man is satisfied with these labels, seeking has not begun. And there cannot be really a reconciliation. Because you have accepted the limits in which you are born, which is not really the sign of a True humanity. Humanity tends to seek. That's the beauty of humanity. And its strength and its uh, possibilities and its charm and its danger. So, so, this one part of it. And the other is you want to know the world. How the world is. What the world is. Because man is constantly dealing with this world. And the third is what is my relation with the world. Now, uh, what the, how does science begin? Science accepts that man is what he is. His instruments, the Corporeal mind and the senses. This is what is given to us. So he starts with that and he looks at the objective world and he explores the objective world. As far as he is concerned, his answer, temporary answer is that I am this body which has been formed by nature. It's the most logical answer to start with. And this world is a material world. He cannot see anything more. So he probes and probes and probes and probes, goes deeper and deeper and deeper. But there is a tendency in science also, and we will come to it even in spirituality, it tends to itself change into a cult and a religion. Like when a scientist pronounces a final judgment on things, 
that reality is ultimate reality is material. So what is he done? He has uh, limited his own seeking within a certain frame. Uh, and then many conclusions follow. So any alternate experience is either denied. In, in psychiatry I face this, somebody sees some otherworldly phenomena and I would say that, well, uh, this is hallucination. Meaning thereby it's, it's not real. Now, very interestingly, in science itself, an opening came. How the opening came? Through drugs. Strangely, because drugs projected people into another dimension. And people didn't understand what's happening. So, of course, there are several theories. Even now, science is not accepting fully this other dimensions. But there is an opening. Similarly, in science, another opening came through physics. Simply, you want to have a theory of everything. And when you look at the all the forces, uh, all the five forces which operate within the atom, which is so much like the panch tattvas, which have, you know, elemental states of matter. That's how it is called. Five tattvas are the elemental states of matter. Matter in its fluid state, matter in its purely like an energy state, a condensed energy, Agni Tattva, matter in its etheric expansion. It's very interesting. Uh, all these five elements, matter when it's just flowing freely. We can't conceive of it now, but science itself, physics took, uh, is taking it to that space. And also the idea has creeped in, seeped in through pure mathematical calculations because you need to have the exactitude of things. The, the theory must explain everything. And you cannot explain everything, you cannot integrate all the forces till you really in somewhere or the other uh, acknowledge other dimensions, acknowledge other possibilities like dark matter. These are terms that are being used. Basically, it is that uh, science where it does not become a cult or a religion. It keeps on looking for deeper truth. It is bound to enter from the physical into the vital domain. That's how the mother explained and that gives it so much power. And if it goes still further, as one day it will, it's not yet started doing that, it will enter into what can be called as the cosmic mind. The original form, form simmers out of that. Probably artificial intelligence is one step through which it is trying to enter into some kind of uh, the way the cosmic mind works. It's just a tool. And if it doesn't stop there, it will go still further. Now, that's a long story. I mean, right now we are still exploring the just a little beyond matter, scratching the surface. So if this uh, relentless search for truth is there, which will be there because science by its nature is a seeking for truth. So it is bound to ultimately take us beyond the borders of the purely material world as conjured by the senses. There is something which both science and spirituality agree upon and that is this world is a world of appearances. It's not reality, um, the way reality should be understood. It is a temporary makeshift reality. And to take an example of this makeshift reality, is, uh, we walk every day. Now, um, is it true that the earth is not moving? No, it's not true. Earth is moving at a great speed. But temporary reality for our practical purposes that the earth is stable. <laughs> you will go crazy. Or the sun rises in the east and sets in the west. Uh, so much navigation takes place through it. But in reality, neither the sun rises nor sets. Um, earth is moving and the sun is also drifting. It's not like sun is static. So the entire in cosmos, there is a drift which is taking place. So, But there is a practical um, truth in which uh, we can stay for some time. But man wants to go beyond the practical truth and wants to explore what is beyond. And this is inbuilt within science. So it goes further and further. 
so it goes into the objective world and enters into a domain which looks like subjective it can it goes to a point where it where matter itself enters into a vanishing point so what are atoms they are charges and they are energies they are particles so it's entered into a space where um, electron is and is not i mean simultaneously many things which uh, um, we, we wonders which you discover as you and probe into it whereas spirituality takes another route spiritual seeking says who am i so it says okay there is the material world i i'll get back to it later i will first want to explore myself so what is myself where does the sense of self come from everybody has some kind of identification with some aspect of oneself and one calls it as myself but it explores this and enters into the subjective worlds now this another route it's not entering into the objective worlds it's not cutting the body and looking for a soul this is a wrong conception it's looking for who is me so it it uses another kind of instrument and the instrument is a capacity innate in human consciousness something very beautiful self reflection self observation it's very interesting that we can say i was thinking like this i am feeling like this now who is this i who is thinking that means thoughts have become objective reality feelings are objective realities to the observing consciousness so objectivity begins to shift its ground it's not only that what i see and hear is objective what i think and feel is also objective reality to me and it goes one step further that this objective reality which is personal now science and spirituality both are entering into that domain of intersection we discover it has an impact at least in psychosomatics in in this field of psychiatry we know that our thoughts and feelings are affecting influencing our body their mechanisms it is influencing and there are so many studies with regard to that for example one study where one of the immune suppressants used for uh, autoimmune disorders it was given and uh, well it's supposed to suppress the immune system it did and to another group uh, the control and the experimental group they gave uh, nothing but um, uh, something like saccharin and they told that this is an immune suppressant and the immune system did sup- got, get suppressed uh, placebo effect it's well known nocebo effect so the mind is constantly all that we have discarded as subjective now we discover that it has an objective impact upon the most objective things so much so that even an electron begins to behave as if based on the observer it tends to change its the way we perceive it so uh, we are already entering an age when an age of synthesis where we are discovering more and more intersections between science and spirituality but spiritual seeking as i said goes deeper and deeper it starts by assuming that material world is an appearance let me go deeper so it has a good vantage point it takes a leap it doesn't have to wait for exploring the last particle because you cannot there will not be a last particle for the simple reason that it's an infinite out of which finite has emerged you will always have some something or the other that's how physics goes pure physics then even in science if you take biology when we go into the last determinant processes we are at loss what is it that drives the genes why is it that uh, we can use terms like uh, dominant gene at a certain point of time it gets triggered we know the mechanisms we know the processes but we don't know what exactly in a 
frame of time starts the ball rolling it's it's you're born with the possibility at some point the time bomb is ticking it it may suddenly tick off because the body runs along a mechanical uh, rule but can this be changed even this is being uh, contested these days and of course in the domain of psychology we know very well Uh, the gross limitations of a purely reductionist materialistic approach but nevertheless science takes the leap it says that well material world well i want to discover myself it's not important just as science when it goes into the objective world it says uh, what am i well let me start with temporarily that i am a body i'll see it later so similarly the spiritual seeker says well this is a material world i understand it has certain material processes and if i have a problem i can go to a doctor or consult an engineer but i want to understand now who am i so it goes deeper and deeper and it touches a bedrock of reality where just as in science when you go deeper you begin to wonder whether reality is subjective or objective now here when you go deeper the inner worlds the self which is subjective becomes much more concrete that's how all the experience people have had the experience shri ramakrishna paramahans uh, swami vivekananda shri arbindo many others many many others say that that is lot more concrete in fact if you experience it this appears as uh, something very fluid something which with no real substantial reality so this creates a strange paradox now human beings have explored both these limits and again in spirituality also when the seeking stops it begins to change into a cult and a religion so one reason these two don't get aligned is where spirituality becomes a cult and a dogma material reality is the only reality senses are the only way of observation giving the first evidence and the last evidence perhaps though science has overcome it by using telescopes microscopes augmenting the senses through mathematical calculation and the third is that rational mind is the only way you can is the assayer stone so it's a cult with these assumption <laughs> spiritual life again it becomes a cult this is the limit of my experience self experience this is what god is this is what god is doing and in that many things are assumed and filled in to fill in the blanks and then there is a dead end so wherever there is a dead end there will be it's like a closed system so in the western world we see that both entered into a closed space religion which originated with spiritual seeking entered into a closed system a belief system this is god you accept it or you don't accept it <laughs> this is what he is doing with you you accept it or you don't accept it this is how the world is you accept it or you don't accept it like a belief system now obviously science contradicted it and that created a strange situation because uh, earth is supposed to be the center of the universe it is not you know what happened to <laughs> galileo what happened to copernicus now why this happened was because there was a misunderstanding of both but that will come to just in a moment science itself entered into a closed system so there was a fight in india this particular problem actually never occurred because in india both spiritual seeking and science were open ended and they were very beautifully fused and blended into each other let me recount a story from one of the upanishads the son goes to father and says dad i want to know what is reality so the father doesn't give him a book and says read it whatever is there is reality it doesn't say that he says you meditate reflect because every human being has this capacity you come back and tell me what is your understanding of reality so he comes back and says annam brahmeti 
the material world that is reality now you see the difference the father doesn't scold him father says yes you are right but go deeper see the difference so he goes and after another year or so he comes back and says oh now i have understood pranam brahmeti there is an energy and that energy is expanding this universe this tremendous universe there is some force centrifugal force some energy which it is expanding and becoming material objects and these material objects are getting absorbed back into this mahapran so it looks at creation purely as energy which is expanding things so he says pranam brahmeti prana is the word for vital force energy so that says good you are qualified for higher secondary but go deeper so right now you see we talk about god as some vague energy no that's so he goes deeper so he says you you try to see what is directing this energy this energy is not a purposeless thing you see the way it is drifting it building patterns mathematical it's amazing we study mathematical patterns in the universe which of course we can say that randomly things happen like that but it's amazing you just look at the patterns it's it's so full of wonder it's very complex mathematics as if is being used to build a grain of sand <laughs> if you go into the depths of it and of course the stars and the way they with their mutual shock and lighting and burning out of the star this cosmos is magnificently drifting with so many galaxies so says go deeper so he comes back and he says it's it's some cosmic mind Uh, which has created this universe and it has what is the cosmic mind doing it is using this energy and uh, giving it certain shapes formulations spinning it in certain ways calculating it's almost like a super giant calculator is okay good but uh, you know you have passed only the uh, what is it called intermediate as the <laughs> now you must enter into the graduation level so he goes and then he says that uh, he comes back and says vigyanam brahmeti there is the idea which is in each thing so it's not that mind is simply making some purposeless things and throwing it there is some intent some purpose and idea which is manifesting so if we have to expand on it then we can say that you know how an uh, ancient sanatan dharma they looked at life so they looked at mountain and said this is the idea of Uh, what is the idea of strength of aspiration mounting towards the sky in the very physical world so from that came a whole psychology that you know if you dream of a mountain or climbing a mountain it means there is the ascent of the physical consciousness uh, there is an aspiration in the physical consciousness when it looked at the ocean it was a uh, you know world forces which are there so they spoke about two oceans one lower ocean a kind of sea of vibrations in which we are living and this spoke of two seas uh, two oceans one is this lower ocean which is a mass of vibrations it's like a public bazaar you reduce it to a human we live in a sea of vibrations we are affected and we are throwing vibrations we are receiving vibrations and if we go there is a higher ocean of vibration the sheer sagar where everything in is the is in the right rhythm of knowledge and you know there is the original ocean of force or and and uh, and it out of it this one has emerged so in this in each object 
in each material thing there is an idea which is, which you can discover in the rivers in the streams in the plants in in the animal type in like for instance if you see um, uh, the serpent is going very fast on the on the uh, on the ground and then one day in in cobra it begins to stand erect and then it flies into the skies and when you look at that you can see that there is a continuity which is maintained by a thread of consciousness uh, so in in biology we spoke about this continuity which is about evolution so indian thought always accepted evolution it said that there is the fish avatar then you have the um, what is it called kurma avatar which is uh, the turtle land and sea then you have the vara avatar land animal so vara avatar is supposed to be for the bhumi and then you have the nursing avatar half animal half human then you have the vaman avatar the dwarf human so they discovered that behind all these material appearances there is a connecting thread and that thread is consciousness so he says that you know it is vigyanam brahmati that is the thread of consciousness which is weaving the warp and woof of existence so dad is very happy he says you have cleared actually basically you have discovered but you know what Uh, PhD, one more, once more, you go in, go beyond the graduation and post graduation. So he meditates, and then he comes and says, "He says beyond time, space, and causality, it's all just nothing else but delight." Anandam Brahmeti. So he says he discovered that the nature of reality is delight. So just imagine by simply meditating, and that reality is all inclusive. It doesn't discard the material. So each person has his own field i am just going a little backward into how indian science this conflict didn't come in indian science and spirituality so science is exploring the material field it is also brahman so what is the relation between material field and the spiritual the spiritual is the original origin and the material is the instrumentation meaning thereby the body and material universe has to be or coming specifically to the to to our body and the world around it has to be used by the spirit we can't do it because right now we are driven by the energy of desire energy of emotions energy of thought but there is something still greater which can use it so they did not discard it but said this is an instrumentation equally the physical becomes a means where the seeking can start and you can discover the spirit so there was a do way link human body was considered in according to indian science and spirituality as the pot in which the seed has been sown for the seeking that was the great importance of the human body that don't waste the human life because this is the only body of all the bodies and there are number of for instance taitri upanishad speaks about the different forms and says human form is the best it has been prepared through evolution in such a way that it can release the godhead hidden inside it so it's something amazing that there is something in matter because the entire spirit is involved in matter the journey will start from matter and based on matter you can discover the highest so both ways the connection was always there in indian science and spiritual life there was no antagonism so scientists went beyond the physical world into the biological and into the psychological world very much discovered ways laws and processes Uh, by which this universe is governed now here comes a little question as an aside that if this was so why wasn't india a very materially developed civilization 
first of all idea of development of civilization should not be based on number of buildings number of buses planes and cars you have uh, this may be a this is a big uh, uh, blockage in the mind that is civilization is about how people understand themselves how they understand life how they connect with it and that's a big uh, subject in its own right and i'm not going into it but perhaps though they developed there are actual uh, documents of uh, how the vimans have developed how different hubs were developed yet it knew that going beyond a line without a commensurate spiritual development developing technology and science beyond a point that man can handle is disastrous they had gone through the ramayana they had gone through the mahabharata so that's why they did not go into making skyscraper buildings or sending rockets to the moon and mars these are good things nothing they should not be but basically this is how the indian approach took place and that approach means consciousness first inner development first and science as an instrument to help it now this is where we see today the world is standing on a threshold where science and technology has developed no doubt about it we have in material science achievements which were not known at least they are not documented anywhere in the ancient spiritual uh, thought people would may have known it but they have not documented it maybe deliberately like here when pavitra da had discovered the formula by which you can have a nuclear reaction on aerotip he told the mother mother said you know it and i know it and that should be the end of it so who knows that this is how it took place with the rishis they knew so much but not everything they revealed and they held back why they held back because they knew if we do not develop the collective consciousness of man towards great spiritual heights man will misuse this science and technology and destroy himself so today we stand precisely at this moment which shivendra has spoken of as the evolutionary crisis and he says in this evolutionary crisis there is concealed the choice of his destiny so what is the crisis man has erected a whole outer world based on his understanding and exploration of science even de- declared that this is the ultimate which is so dangerous because many human beings don't even explore that there is beyond this material body there is so much more inside me at least there is world of thought and feelings they don't i have seen people who say no body is everything so i ask them well don't you think don't you feel forget about spiritual things you do think and you feel and these things have an impact upon the physical don't you want to study that universe and you can study it objectively all yoga is about that to observe the inner universe to see how the combinations work how certain uh, experiences of love can be dangerous how certain experiences of love can be enriching and so on and so forth just to know this one energy thoughts so uh, basically we are standing at this juncture where now we should focus on this subjective side neglected subjective side which is the door to spiritual seeking and it's automatically happening because there is a corrective within Uh, the collective uh, energy and that corrective has somehow made us aware that enough of this science and industry material science not science in its original sense and therefore there was a revolt in the 60s so a lot of young people uh, in the western context to, to, took to drugs in the indian context they took to revolt from tradition because they wanted to go beyond the traditional religious uh, which again tended to crystallize into belief systems 
And that's what we see today that cutting across the boundary lines, human beings are seeking the beyond, beyond the limits of material science, beyond the limits of biological science, beyond the limits of psychological science, beyond the limits of religion. And there, and where, how will you seek it? You have to seek it within your own being. Then only you can try anything outside. So there is a new aspiration which is already stirring human beings. And if this, we allow this aspiration to develop, then whatever field we are in. And there are people in the most material science who end up uh, reaching the, on the verge of mysticism. Because deeply when you enter into matter with a seeking spirit, not with a closed-ended quest, you really want to discover what is it, not that matter is the sole reality, then you are bound to trip onto the border where the mystic domains begin. Because this whole thing appears as a strange, wonderful, mysterious phenomena. So, um, you will end up going behind the phenomena into consciousness. Similarly, if we explore our inner self, there will come a time when all these sense of selves and many selves, you will enter into that one self. And once we discover that one self inhabiting all things, material, uh, biological, in the genes, in, in thoughts, in sound, in speech, in feelings, the one self and how it is playing with all this, bringing out all this out of its inexhaustible infinity, then we will discover that meeting ground between science and spirituality. That meeting ground is in the consciousness of man. So if the consciousness goes beyond its present human limits, that means new senses must evolve. New we must go beyond the rational mind into the intuitive. New ways of knowing, new ways of sensing and accepting that material reality is not the sole reality. There are layers of reality. There is not universe but multiverse. And all this entire multiverse is on some stable ground which we do not see. What is that ground in which space is expanding? Now these questions have begun to touched the human consciousness. So human consciousness is breaking from the fixed domains of science as well as spirituality. And in this seeking, in, in a widening of consciousness, in a heightening of human consciousness, lies the remedy. This debate cannot be resolved on the purely intellectual level. Intellectually, we can go as far as saying that yes, we must search. But where the two become one, they do become one, they become one in the one, with a capital O. So we can, because the creator when this casually whirls, as Shubhinda says, the hand that gents, the hand that um, sends Jupiter spinning through heaven, spends all its cunning to fashion eagle. So there is a consciousness of the creator operating in this cosmos, building beautiful forms, patterns and such beautiful things. So by studying the patterns, you can get a glimpse of the all-wonderful. But equally, when you touch that all-wonderful, you have the wisdom and the knowledge through which these patterns and these universes came into existence. And so the Rishi is also a creator. In ancient times, these Rishis were creators, educators. They were creating all kinds of things in every sphere. Dance, drama, music, Science, Ayurveda, technology. Why? Because that one is the basis of everything. And if you touch that, 
then everything else can be known. That's how it is described in Indian thought. Knowing that, all else can be known. Thank you. Namaste.